If you haven't seen Manifest... Dude, you need to get on board. Yeah, a flight missing for five and a half years mysteriously returns. But nobody on board has aged a day. The twists and turns on this show are amazing. You gotta see Manifest. Tonight, after The Voice on NBC. Tonight, a groundbreaking medical trial removing cancerous tumors in just months. The trial took me from death sentence to hope. Tonight, see the revolutionary cancer treatment that's saving lives right here in North Texas. Tonight on NBC5 News at 10. Blog Talk Radio. Episode 3 of Dark Thoughts Digest with your host, Christian Hawking. Today is November 11, 2018. We would like to share a prayer for all of you who are fighting for free humanity. Dia Truth Radio brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. Welcome to Dark Docs Digest Episode 3. I am your host, Christian Coffins. And I would like to say happy Veterans Day to all of you veterans that have served and continue to protect the Constitution of the United States and everything that it stands for, all of our civil liberties, the Bill of Rights, especially the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, and everything else that keeps us free from tyranny. Whenever there's a holiday like this, I usually like to find something, remind myself what it's all about, and I I just feel that a lot of these holidays that we have, especially here in the United States, and I'm sure in other countries too, over time get lost in translation, the message changes, and we seem to lose what the real meaning of holidays are and what the origins are, how did it change over time, and why did it change. All of this research is very important in order to understand history and understand what's going on today and where we are going, who is controlling these things, and what are their agendas, what is their end game. I came across this short clip from Fisher House Foundation that I thought summed up a lot of what I have heard from veterans personally as far as what kind of irks them with what's going on with Veterans Day. Yeah, Veterans Day is very near and dear to me because I lost a lot of friends and comrades. It's unfortunate that people... um... All right, it's a little heavy-handed, but please hang in there. Excuse me. Veterans Day is one of the biggest sales events of the year. Veterans Day sale. Everything from 41 to 50% off. Saving on flat screen TVs and appliances. This Veterans Day only. Lowest price ever, now only. Here we have 70% off on ladies' sportswear. Oh, refrigerators. My word, and that's what we fought for? Free holiday turkey. 20% off on boots. Great. Boots that I will never wear in my life. 
think that's appropriate to take Veterans Day and turn it into a sale? I never went to a veteran's sale in my life. They turned me off. Veterans Day is about three words. Duty, honor, and country. I didn't fight for any sales. I fought for the country, the country which I love. It's important to remember what we're really celebrating. It's Veterans Day, not go buy a sale day. Help a veteran. My God, that's what it's about. Go shake his hand, buy him a Coke, coffee. See if he needs something for himself. go shopping the next day it's true most of us do get tomorrow off of work and school so uh, uh, you can go shopping tomorrow um, it's it's gross this capitalist shoving in your face trying to make any excuse I don't like Black Friday I don't like Cyber Thursday and all that crap people just going nuts and uh, it's despicable but to slap uh, Veterans Day on top of it it's it's in poor taste. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. I like that they actually got veterans to to discuss their their grievances there on on that topic. Unfortunately, not all veterans understand their role and their place within the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I have a, a very troubling story that happened on the 4th of July here in Satellite Beach, Florida, where Sacred Owls, uh, our, our band, uh, was having their 10-year anniversary. Now, we as a project have been nothing but supportive of our friends and, and family that are veterans that served in, in the military, uh, the U.S. military, different branches, appreciate their service, and we thank them. But the reason why they are, what are they serving? They're serving the U.S. Constitution and the U.S. Bill of Rights that we're not civilians, we're citizens. And, you know, we, we deserve respect as much as they do deserve respect for what they've done. And we're all working on this together. And I really don't appreciate when some veterans come back with an attitude like, Hey, what do you know? You're just a civilian. Shut up, slave. And we kind of got some of that. Uh, we actually got kicked out. We didn't even have our for our 10-year anniversary show because the venue that booked us apparently didn't do their research, and they got really offended when we we have a uh, a banner that is a first responders flag. That's the the American flag, but it's there's no blue. It's only black, white, and red. So it's black instead of blue, which, according to the U.S. flag code, isn't even a an official U.S. flag. It's not old glory. It, it doesn't count in the first place. In the same way that a a Blue Lives Matter flag doesn't count. It's it's not a U.S. flag. It it, it you shouldn't register as 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 such so we and we fly it upside down as a sign of distress because most of you who are listening to this of course are in the know that 
the U.S. has been co-opted by the New World Order. The, the United States has not been a federal republic run by the people and the electoral call. It, it's, it's all been rigged. All of these elections are being rigged on a regular basis by members of what you know some call the deep state. But really, uh, it, it's way more complicated than that. It's it's not just just the Jews that are doing it. It's not even you know the Jews aren't behind it. Uh, it it's actually Zionists, uh, and that's just one faction of the New World Order. That's just one section of the people who are behind things. You have the Bilderberg Group. The Trilateral Commission with uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski heading that, uh, Henry Kissinger, the Council on Foreign Relations, and of course uh, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton are are a part of these organizations, and they have been behind a lot of this nefarious activity, a lot of this criminal activity, a lot of cover-ups, uh, a lot of murders, uh, the Bohemian Grove which uh, George Bush has, uh, has attended, uh, Her, uh, George Herbert Walker, George W. Bush, all of these uh, players, it's nothing new. This is not new information. I digress. This is what is really going on, and it's, there's nothing more patriotic than questioning authority, questioning what's going on, and not just blindly taking orders. So, you know, we, ha we put our banner up. It says Sacred Owls written in fake blood, uh, you know, which is representative of the blood that is on everyone's hands that is just ignoring or acting like this is just something normal. And again, we made it a point not to use an actual American flag. It's a first responder flag. And uh, again, that is to honor questioning 9-11, questioning 7-7, questioning other false flag operations, and that's that, that's how we took it. But they took great offense. They, they they oh we're veterans, you know how dare you this and that. And they just wouldn't listen to us. That hey man, we have a lot of veterans that are members of uh, 9/11 Truth, uh, architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth. Uh, we are change. The Feel Good Foundation, which is at first responders and their families, uh, helping them get back on their feet, help them pay their medical bills when the Environmental Protection Agency lied after 9-11 saying the air was safe to breathe and to take off their masks because they're scaring people. And we're the ones out here as citizens or civilians that are out there trying to raise awareness for this. And we got met with total disregard. They actually threatened violence against us if we didn't get the fuck out of there soon enough. And th this kind of behavior is com completely despicable. As a U.S. citizen who is a combatant, is somebody who will actually defend themselves, and I have a concealed weapons permit, I carry on a regular basis, I take great offense when someone calls me a civilian. I'm sorry. And uh, the, I'm, I'm not sorry. The reason why I take offense is because you're assuming I'm just going to be subservient. I, I'm a non-combatant. No, I am going to come. I'm going to combat you with everything I got. And don't think just because you've been taking orders and you signed up for a program and you've been yelled at by by sergeants and this and that. And you know, some of them actually got to see some some real action over there and. 
had to witness terrible things that they shouldn't have even had to experience because they were taking orders from corrupt military, from corrupt politicians who were pushing corrupt agendas. All of this uh, nation building, we're simply, you know, this isn't nation building. We're not we're not trying to help people overseas. Let's be real. The U.S. government is using their armed forces to go and take oil, to take drugs, to drug traffic, and do other terrible things. It's all on record. It's all you know. Been, it's all come out. It's in WikiLeaks. It's in uh, testimonies by veterans by active military uh, who wish to remain anonymous for very good reason. And we just have to be real with the situation. We have to understand as, as a people, come together and let's drop the ego is what I'm saying. I respect anyone who respects me and who respects themselves and will not hurt somebody who is innocent. That is my goal. I work with pedophile hunters internationally who have made it their goal to catfish pedophiles on social media and get them to confess to these crimes, or some of them do worse. Um, and that, that to me is real service. You're not getting a paycheck for it. You're not even getting credit. Law enforcement frowns upon it and considers it vigilanteism. I think that that is patriotic to risk life and limb and social status and imprisonment in order to expose criminals who are hurting people, especially hurting innocent children. And unfortunately, again, the military has been engaged in human trafficking and all kinds of terrible things as well. And again, it's not everybody. There are so, I'd say the majority of people in the armed services are doing great work helping people, helping the system, make sure that we're, we're safe. And, and we thank them. Those, in my opinion, are the, the veterans who really get the shaft from the VA. And when they come back over here, people are angry at them. And back after Vietnam and stuff, they're calling them baby killers and stuff like that. And a lot of that came from the left and, and the more communist socials. I'm anti-war, of course, because I'm a libertarian. I'm a non-interventionalist. The only reason why I would support a war is if we were actively being attacked by somebody. And then I would join a militia and defend the homeland myself with my brothers and sisters here in the U.S. And that, in my opinion, is what being patriotic is. I understand we have these armed forces. We have all this going on. But I'm really not a big fan of the military-industrial com complex. I don't like that it has co-opted the U.S. government. And we spend so much money on this. And for what? So we can just continue to, to be the police of the world? I'm not a big fan. But, again, people that work in that system and they have dedicated a lot of their life and a lot of their time, uh, sacrificed things, have, have had to deal with things that they really shouldn't have, I respect them, and I respect what they've gone through, 
and I wish them the best, and they are our brothers and sisters, and we need to understand that. I would also like to take this time to give a lot of love and support to everyone out in California that's dealing with these fires. It seems like the news is, they're, they're, they're brushing over it and stuff, but I'm getting footage from, from friends of mine out there. It's it's amazing. I, I I don't understand what's going on with all these fires and stuff. I just uh, I know there's been a couple of deaths so far. Uh, I think we're we're more than ten at this point. And uh, you know, again, I mean, it, it's just you know, stay safe out there. Get the hell out of California. I mean, I, when we went out there over the summer, it was uh, beautiful. I mean, I I get it. I see the appeal, but you're you're living on fault lines. There's going to be earthquakes and all kinds of terrible things happening all the time, and they're like, "Yeah, what are you? you know, what are you talking about? You're here in Florida, and uh, we, you know, we have our problems too with hurricanes and all sorts of stuff. But man, I would take a hurricane over one of these fires any day. So I just wanted to to bring that up and, and give a lot of love and support, uh, good wishes to everyone out there and that have, have lost stuff, lost family members out there in California. It's awful." Uh, on the second half of the show, I wanted to play uh, some clips of uh, something I thought was kind of odd. This is from CNN. He has now survived two mass shootings just over a year apart. The trauma this 22-year-old man has endured goes so far beyond words. When a gunman opened fire at the borderline bar this week, a young man named Dylan McNee scrambled to help people escape from the club's back entrance. Six of Dylan McNee's friends were gunned down. This happened on November 7th, just a couple days ago, at Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks, California. California, which you can't even have a concealed carry uh, gun. You can't even, if you have a concealed carry permit, we, we went to 19 states and 18 of them allowed our Florida concealed carry permit, where California, we still couldn't carry a gun. We had to keep it locked up in the van. So this is a disarmed state that this happened in. All of this happening just 13 months after Dylan survived the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history last year in Las Vegas. That's right. This guy ended up at this shooting and he was a survivor at the Las Vegas shooting. What are the odds? Yes, and Dylan is joining us now. Uh, Dylan, I'm so sorry for all that you've gone through. I know you lost friends, loved ones in this latest shooting. How are you hanging in there? Well, first off, thank you for having me on here. I'm doing just as well as anybody could be doing right now, of course, with dealing with not one but two shootings. Now, I'm not trying to shit all over this guy. If if he actually went through all of this, then that's terrible, and I'm very sorry for him. He's just very blank-eyed and wearing this Thousand Oaks Strong T-shirt, which I don't know who's pumping out these T-shirts. Having to go through... The severity of losing very close friends of mine at a place I call home and then losing another in Vegas. Wait, he just said at a place he calls home and then in Vegas. I, Vegas was a long time ago at this point. Uh, this was only a couple days ago. What's going on here? It's been challenging, but I have a very good support system of friends and family that have my back, and I can be more grateful for to have them in my life. I'm happy to hear you have people around you helping to keep you strong, helping you heal. can't imagine what it's like to be in your shoes. How do you make sense of being a part of two mass shootings? 
I wish there was an easy answer. I wish I could tell you what it's like to go through one, but to only go through two as well. It's not something you can comprehend, and it's definitely something that you can't grasp a hold of, especially when you lose people and the people that you love are affected by this as well. A place that you go to to be safe at and a place that we went to three days after Vegas to cope with everything. And the severity of everything that happened is rough, but mm -hmm. I know being strong for the people that we lost is what's needed and being there for people that need help is what I'm able to do. Can you walk me through what you experienced on Wednesday night? Yeah, so basically it was just like any other Wednesday. Um, I was picking up three of my friends and we got there a little bit later. We got there around 10.30 and like anything we usually do, we go around the bar, go get a drink, say hi to all of our friends. We joke around, see how everybody's doing, make sure everybody's good and just enjoy a good time. And it wasn't until I left the bar and went towards the back corner to go say hi to some more friends that I heard the first few initial shots. And it wasn't until after the third that I was able to recognize that it was gunfire. I thought that this was kind of odd. This is a former security guard, someone who was in the Vegas shooting and couldn't tell. If I hear a gunshot, especially inside of a building, Boy, will I know that that's a gunshot. That, I, that, that just seemed very off to me. People started screaming, running, and just in terror. So working there as past security, I knew that where my location was, that there was an exit door. So what I decided to do was go open that exit door and tell people that you need to exit out of here, stay down low, don't stampede over each other, just try to make it out, go somewhere safe. Once I saw that the scene was starting to get clear and I had an idea of where the shooter was located, I made it outside myself and from where people were in the parking lot, I moved them from where they were to further back in the parking lot, getting behind engine blocks of cars, telling people to stay down, grabbing people that seemed to be injured and myself and a few others giving medical assistance. From yeah. there, once I saw that the scene was clear, I went around the parking lot making sure that there was no one else that needed medical attention and that people were in safe areas. By wow. that point, I saw that a cop came down the road and I knew that that was gonna be the next best place to go. So I told everyone to slowly make their way over there, guiding them over to the cop car. Grabbing people it's from the hills in the parking lot. It's amazing to me the state of mind that you had to be able to help direct people and how to respond and I'm just curious if if your experience your unfortunate experience having survived the Las Vegas shooting if that helped like instincts kick in immediately and know how to respond I think it definitely helped it yeah. I pretty much would say I reacted the same way just putting people before myself but I was raised in a family of men and women that are very strong and taught me to put others before myself. So I think that's where those initial thoughts came in of just making sure people are safe and getting them out, making sure that we we're all good. A country music concert, college night at a bar. Will you feel safe 
attending events like this in the future? I will always have faith because I have God on my side and I have family and friends on my side. I will not lose faith to know that there is still good out in this world because there definitely still is no matter what the harm is out there in this world. But I know from going through these two things, we can't go through this alone. We have to be there to help people going through this. So the best thing that we can do is know that we have to live every day to the best of our abilities, knowing that we have another day to wake up and see the mm -hmm. sun shining. And I think that's the best thing that we can do to move forward is be there and just realize that we we're not granted every day and we should take that into consideration. Your perspective, your attitude is amazing, Dylan. And if all of this weren't enough, your family got evacuation orders this week for California's wildfires. I understand your mother and sister evacuated. You stayed with your dad, a former firefighter. How's everybody doing right now in that regard? We're doing good. Um, we got the notice Thursday afternoon. I had people over at my house, and we saw the fire start rolling in towards um, across the freeway and that's when my dad and I made the decision that we were going to stay and my mom and my sister were going to leave just in case we did have to get evacuated. Later on we figured out that it was going to be all good so we had them come back and everything seemed fine so we're still, our prayers are still out there for everyone affected by this fire and yeah. that are going through these catastrophes but for us we're doing good in my community, we're doing good, we're just trying to be there for help when it's needed and keeping our prayers up sending you prayers as well and sending you strength. Dylan McNay, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us. Our hearts go out to you. Thank you very much for having me on here. Thank you. Well, we now know all of the people who were lost in that horrifying shooting in Thousand Oaks, California, Wednesday night. Dan Manrique was a Marine Corps veteran. Noel Sparks, friends will remember her with selfless servitude. Elena Housley, who was a student at Pepperdine University. Mark Mesa Jr. was lovingly called Marky by his family. Sean Adler was the bouncer the night of the shooting. Justin Meek was a recent graduate of Cal Lutheran. Cody Kaufman, his friend said, he was the reason she survived the shooting. Telemachus Orfanos was a veteran of the U.S. Navy. Blake Dingman will be missed greatly by his brother. We lost Jacob Dunham, who was incredibly close with Dingman. Christina Morissette was just 20 years old. And of course, Ventura County Sheriff Sergeant John Helis, who rushed into the bar to save so many lives. Again, Ron Helis, my apologies. So I'm not saying that this guy is a crisis actor or anything. I mean, it's just a very uncanny story, and I just found it kind of odd. I, I give CNN credit for not uh, calling for gun control like they usually do in this situation. Uh, love and support to everybody that has been lost in this tragic event. We're going to continue to investigate. This is Christian Coffins from Dark Docs Digest episode three and uh, I hope we can find some truth in this crazy fucking world we're in. Happy Veterans Day everyone. As I woke another day through all the dreams and nightmares to a life riddled with so much beauty and scares all these cares keep aging me while rich crooks are proper even 
Manifest? Dude, you need to get on board. Yeah, a flight missing for five and a half years mysteriously returns. But nobody on board has aged a day. The twists and turns on this show are amazing. You gotta see Manifest. Tonight, after The Voice on NBC. Tonight, a groundbreaking medical trial removing cancerous tumors in just months. The trial took me from death sentence to hope. Tonight, see the revolutionary cancer treatment that's saving lives right here in North Texas. Tonight on NBC5 News at 10. If you haven't seen Manifest... Dude, you need to get on board. Yeah, a flight missing for five and a half years mysteriously returns. But nobody on board has aged a day. The twists and turns on this show are amazing. You gotta see Manifest. Tonight, after The Voice on NBC. Tonight, a groundbreaking medical trial removing cancerous tumors in just months. The trial took me from death sentence to hope. Tonight, see the revolutionary cancer treatment that's saving lives right here in North Texas. Tonight, on NBC5 News at 10.